Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to uh, episode one of Your Brain on Weird. Yes. Hello. I'm uh, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Sam. My pronouns are they, them. And we're and, your, we're your uh, hosts. Uh. We're your hosts. <laughs> we're here to talk a little bit about the paranormal. Yeah, we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. Uh, like myths and legends and uh, and cryptids, conspiracies, ghosts. You know, like basically a little bit of everything. We're going to be covering here. Anything weird. Anything weird. <laughs> Anything, <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> Anything that's weird in our brains is going to be weird in your brain. Yes. You're going to get a little taste of our brains here. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you like them. (laughs) We can salt it more. (laughs) We can add more seasoning. It's fine. (laughs) Just let us know your preferences. Ooh, I hope not too spicy. Be nice about it. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, this is our first podcast together. Um, we've never really done anything like this before. So we will only accept compliments. Yes. No criticism. Correct. Actually, you. depends on how the criticism is, is given. <laughs> maybe if you sandwich it. You know, you say one nice thing and then you say the thing that maybe we need to improve on. And then you say the other nice thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, the compliment okay. sandwich. That's what they yes. call it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, we're also going to talk uh, talk a bit about about marijuana, and uh, while also smoking marijuana. <laughs> it's true. Um, we use um, weed a lot in our daily lives to help manage um, a lot of pain and uh, anxiety. And, uh, you know, we just felt it was, uh, only the only way we should do this is if we incorporate weed into it. So we are. Yeah. I mean, full transparency, we were probably going to do this high anyway. So (laughs) exactly. You know what? It like helps us. Uh, I love it because I always think about some extra weird stuff when I do look into paranormal stuff like i'm always like oh yeah let's go yeah. deeper <laughs> oh yeah definitely i feel like that uh, that is when yeah. i'm most interested in this stuff so yeah exactly it all makes sense and then um we know a lot and we want to pass that on to you so every episode we're going to be featuring some medication and we're going to pass on um you know just uh 
some knowledge. I don't know why that was so hard to get out. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to pass though. on some of the knowledge to you. Yes. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. We are in so, no way uh, experts. We don't have degrees or anything, but uh, we've... I do have a degree. Oh. It's just in baking and pastry arts, not weed. Which in some ways relates. In True. a couple <laughs> ways, actually. Sam may at some point teach you how to make edibles. Ooh, that would be a good like <laughs> tier thing. Special videos. Yeah. That's a good idea. Support That's a our good Patreon. Idea. <laughs> Me, write that down. Okay. All right. All right. Let's uh let's do a vibe check. Uh how you feeling, Jess? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm a little anxious, but I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I uh I I smoked a little bit before this, so I feel slightly better. I'm not thinking about uh the fact that I'm gonna have to edit this. Well now I am, but I wasn't before. <laughs> but I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh I'm also good. My partner and I just moved into our first apartment alone together with our cat, and it's been really good um but it's like a little anxious because we're still in the process of like actually moving in so um but it feels nice feels good good yeah good good yeah it feels nice to not have roommates yes it really does um they i have had roommates that i have loved these were not some of them Uh, i loved some of them but not all of them i guess i should say um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but Nick and I really needed our own space, so... Totally. We're just uh, very happy to be here right now. Good. Yes. Good. Correct. How much How water much, uh, have you had today? Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the vibe check. Uh, actually, at this point, at this point, I'm doing pretty good for me um it's a little afternoon and i've had one and a half glasses okay well that's good <laughs> i have had like a couple ounces maybe and a oh giant tub of iced coffee though so that's basically the same thing as water right correct yes correct yep you use water to make coffee it's bean juice <laughs> It's bean bean water. Bean, bean water juice. and bean juice. <laughs> tasty, tasty bean bubble, juice. Bubble. I love it. <laughs> so good. So my body wants water, but everything else wants coffee. True. All the time. True. Well, I'll I'll try to f- definitely finish my water bottle by the end of this, anyways. Yes. <sighs> yes. The good news is I I'm telling you a story. I'm gonna tell you some spooky stuff. And it's going to be spooky, and some of it's going to be slightly traumatizing, but that's okay. Okay, well, I'm ready, <laughs> so I'll just, uh, All right. I'll get comfy. I'm ready. Get comfy. We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. 
Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. All right. Uh, anything else before I, before I uh, weird you out? <laughs> no, please weird me out. You're like, no, let's fucking go. Let's go. I got All my right. notepad ready. All right. So I call this National Park Spooky Time. (laughs) Uh, First of all, it's a little graphic. Um, I had to write these notes twice because we changed the name of our podcast uh, maybe about a month before we started getting everything really together. And uh, they were on the other email. And so I just lost those notes. So I had to redo these. And I was definitely a little messed up after both times that I had to do them. Oh, okay. And I had to, like, walk away and, like, compose myself a couple of times. Um, so I did cut out some stuff because um, some of it was just too much. And I decided that it wasn't necessarily relevant um, to what we're talking about. So you can go and find these things online. You can go and read these things yourself um, if you really want to. I think that the stories that I'm about to tell are enough to make you not want to be alone in a national park at night anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh... You've already convinced me. <laughs> so, we're just gonna get right fucking into it, and I'm gonna tell you some awful stuff, and it's gonna be scary, and it's gonna be really fucking weird. Okay, I'm so excited to hear about this. Okay, so this is, um, this is a Reddit post series, so right off the bat, you're like, oh, it's on Reddit. Okay. Well, Sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Definitely. Cause like anybody can go and post something on Reddit, you know? Um, now that, now that I actually think about it, I wrote these notes, um, saying that this person, the narrator was a he, I'm not necessarily sure if it's a he or she or a they, I'm going to stick with he because that's kind of the feeling that I got. Um, anyway, so it starts out as this guy just kind of like rambling about his experiences. Um, and then he decides to document them and he's going to visit other people who have experienced the same thing. And so he's documenting all of these things that he learns from these other people. So essentially this is just a collection of stories. So it's going to be kind of a lot. It's going to be story after story after story. I'm going to try and take a break in between so we can kind of talk about it. Okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All All right. right. All right. Let's go. (laughs) I preface that very negatively. I made it sound like it's going to be scary, but it is kind of scary. So anyway, um, (laughs) so it'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. So you, you might need to, uh, you might need to sleep with a light on. So the post is called, I'm a search and rescue officer for the U S forest service. And I have some stories to tell. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a seven part series. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it's on, it's on r slash, r slash no sleep. Pretty, pretty scary. Pretty much everything on no yeah. sleep is, uh, 
Anyway, it's by um, Search and Rescue Woods is the username. Uh, The first post was on August 25th, 2015. So this was written five years ago. Um, And it got best monthly on Reddit. Uh, He starts out saying, I wasn't sure where to post these stories, so I figured I'd share them here. I've been an SAR, search and rescue, officer for a few years now, and along the way I've seen some things that I think you guys will be interested in. Um, So he says he has a good track record for finding missing people. Uh, Most of them just wander off the path, or um, they like fall down a small cliff and can't find their way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them know that you're not supposed or that you're supposed to stay where you are. Like you're not supposed to just run around. Oh man, that is a pet peeve of mine. When you get lost, you need to stop moving. This is a bit of yeah. PSA. Stop moving <laughs> okay. when you get lost. You just get more lost. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. No, but seriously, like, yeah, we're we're letting people know now. If you get lost in the forest, don't freaking move let these people who are professionals come and find you because they'll just like you'll just keep running in circles and it'll just be a nightmare and you'll be stuck out there forever and And then you'll die and then your foot will wash up on shore somewhere (laughs) yeah something like that (laughs) oh man all right well uh let's get into the weird shit (laughs) let's just get right into it so there were a couple of stories that he tells at the beginning um that are like you know things that have happened to people um that can be explained through natural phenomena um like uh sam do you know what a what a tree well is no okay you you've skied so you you might have experienced this I have experienced it myself. So a tree well is like um, that space underneath a tree where the branches come over. And so the um, snow doesn't collect as thick underneath the trees and it creates like an air pocket. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. And you can get stuck in those tree wells. Um, So he kind of starts off telling a story about a guy who got stuck in one of those upside down. Oh, Um, no. And yeah, did not make it. So anyway, there's another cautionary tale for you. So he he tells a bunch of stories that are similar to that. Um, I almost prefer the weirder ones because it's kind of like, hmm, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to falling in the ski well head, head for, or a tree well head first and getting stuck. Like, I definitely have heard that shit before. Yeah. It's oh yeah, and it has happened to me. I remember there was one time I was skiing and I like kind of went under a tree, and Allie was with me, and she was behind me, and I like fell. I, I like was going kind of slow, so I felt like I just kind of sank down a little bit and just stopped, and I was just kind of like looking around. Like, oh shit! And Allie is beh- Allie Allie is behind me, just looking at me like, what happened? Like why did you just like stop? And I was like, I don't know. Like and like my feet were like buried up to like my ankles, and I was like, okay, interesting. So, <laughs> and Allie's like losing her mind. She's like laughing so hard. All right. Anyway, you're gonna have to edit out my coughing. <coughs> Same <coughs> coughing compilation incoming. Subscribe to our Patreon. Got him. <laughs> okay. All right. So, first story that he tells us is, um, or one of the first stories he tells us is that. Uh, he he gets this call that a young woman was out hiking with her uh, mother and her grandfather. And 
the mother said that her daughter had climbed up the tree to get a better view of the forest, which is interesting. Um, and then just like straight up didn't come back down. What? Um, so they were like, yeah. <laughs> so they were like waiting at the bottom of the tree for like hours calling her name before they called for help. And they searched everywhere and never found a trace. Like nobody ever saw her come down. They were standing at the base of that tree for the entire time and nobody ever saw her come down. So already <laughs> this is just holy what the shit. Hell's <laughs> I'm like legitimately speechless. Oh, this is right nervous now. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much nervous laughter. Oh. It's fine. So, <laughs> all right. So here's another one. Um, an older man had been hiking alone on a well-maintained trail, uh, and his wife said to call, or his wife called to say that he hadn't returned home when he should have. Um, and he, this guy had a history of seizures and she was worried that he needed to get his medication. So they called search and rescue and they're out looking for him. And, um, the guy tells a story like he's out searching with his team and he sees a veteran, like a a guy who's been in search and rescue for a long time, like just standing at the base of the tree and just like staring up it. Um, and so he looks up it and there's literally a walking stick dangling from a branch at least 30 feet off the ground, like, by the strap. Uh, and there's no way he could have thrown it. Like, it's, okay. it's 30 feet up, and this was an older man. Um, and there were no other signs of him ever being around. Okay. So one of the, one of his theories is that someone killed him and tossed the cane up there as some kind of, like, weird trophy. Or just so like, what keep- the fuck do I do with this? Like, <laughs> Literally, I wrote in my notes, so what the fuck? <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You just, like, literally, like, psychically read my notes for me. <clears throat> so they, but yeah, so they keep searching. Um, they use dogs to try and track him down and they never find him. They never find him? They never find him. Um, eventually they just like called off the search because like at a certain point there's like not really anything you can do. Weird. How old was this guy? It didn't say. It Uh-oh. just said he was an older man. Okay. Um, it doesn't really give any super, like, you know, specific ages for any of these people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I feel like there's a difference between, like, a 50-year-old man getting lost and, like, a 90-year-old man getting lost. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like an still older man. Call, but I would still call them both older men. <laughs> yeah. Not hmm. that it has I don't know. at all. But. Yeah, so they never, they never find this guy. Um, another odd thing is uh, the dogs lose his scent far before the tree that they found his walking stick in. Like, far before. Okay. So the dogs didn't trace him, like, anywhere near that tree. Um, so, yeah, that one's a little sad because the guy's, or, yeah, the guy's wife was calling, like, every day for months being like, did you find him yet? That is really um, sad. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? There's a lot of really sad stuff like this. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, so there's that one. Uh, So a few times he's been out uh, on his own searching. He's had a dog with him. um, And the dog has, like, led him essentially straight up cliffs. Um, Like, literally, like, just up to straight up, like, sheer cliffs with no handholds or anything that, like, somebody would have used to, like, like, if a climber had tried to climb up it or something. Yeah. Um, there was, like, no way that anybody could have really, used, like, climbed up that. 
And I guess that it's happened a couple of times. Well, it says a few times. Uh, and normally when that happens, they find the person um, on the other side of the cliff um, or like miles away from where the dog led them. Weird. Okay. <laughs> so Mothman picked them up. <laughs> He's like, come on, buddy. I'll help you climb this cliff. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, are any of these national parks in like Mothman territory though? Or are they all like in the Midwest? Um I think I think that they were in the Midwest. I think that he specified that. Okay. I thought I had written that down somewhere. Maybe I'll get to it. I don't know. Um but yeah, they're they're okay. all in the United States. I know that he said that this is in North America. Yeah, I think that most of this was in the Midwest. Actually, okay, so Here's a story from a different park that he's worked at. And this one is like in the middle of the high desert. Okay. So they're out looking for this lady. Long story short, uh, they found her like curled around a tree trunk, like kind of like hugging, hugging the tree. Which, okay. If I was like dying in the middle of the woods, I'd probably hug a tree too. I'd be like, that's, we're just gonna. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel that on an emotional level. <laughs> We are so sorry. Uh, just, you know, some internet issues, technical difficulties. So episode but we one. should be good now. Fine. Yep. Episode one, man. <laughs> Everything sucks about the internet. <laughs> All right. So okay. we're, we were talking about this lady that they found curled underneath a tree trunk in the desert, right? Right. She was curled around the tree because she was dead and hugging a tree. Correct. Definitely Correct. dead. <laughs> uh <laughs> So he picked her up to try and move her body. And he says, quote, a fucking waterfall comes out of her mouth. Quote. What? Her clothes and her hair are dry, but there's tons of water in her lungs and in, and in her stomach. Um, and the coroner said that her cause of death was drowning. She's in the middle of the high desert. How? There's no body. There's no bodies of water for like miles or like even puddles. Like it, I don't know. I. How does that happen? Don't know. <laughs> That's so weird. Holy All shit! All right. So here's here's a couple more. Uh, I guess just I I called it weird remains. I don't like that. I don't like that word. Um, I don't really know what else to describe this as. I guess nothing. Just anyway, get we'll get into it. Uh, they found the remains of a teenage boy, um, that were recovered almost a year after he vanished in the woods. Um, they found the top of his skull, the top of his skull, uh, two finger bones, and his camera, which was unfortunately broken. Wow, that sucks. And this was almost 40 miles from where he was last seen. Four zero. Okay. 40. So. Yes. That's the old, how did they know it was him? Um, I think a lot, I think a lot of the times they do it based off of like clothing. Um, like there's a few stories in here where they talk about, um, how they identify the bodies based on what they're wearing and the articles oh, okay. of, you know, the stuff that's found around, around them, like anything that they've owned, like their, you know, family can identify things that they've owned and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Weird. Um, they found the body of a 10-year-old girl who um, had Down syndrome. 
almost 20 miles from where she had vanished. Wow. Uh, she had died of exposure three weeks after going missing. All of her clothes were intact except for her shoes and her jacket. Weird. Um, and there were berries and cooked meat in her stomach when they did the autopsy. What? It's a 10-year-old girl. Whoa, what? So, so essentially the coroner said that it appeared as if someone had been taking care of her. And then still let her die. Yeah, that's almost the worst part Eesh. of this whole thing. Okay. It's like, not, not only is it weird that, like, someone had been taking care of her for three weeks, but they that they, like, let her die. Still let her die. Like, what? Yeah. I don't. Okay. Well. All right. Well, here's one that you'll enjoy. I thought this one was kind of funny, so... You know, forget about all that. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got a call that a guy had gotten chased down by a huge moose and was stuck yes. in a tree. <laughs> oh, man. Huge moose. I don't know. All moose are huge, man. I've never seen a moose. Baby moose are bigger than your fucking car. Like, the grown-up ones are just, like, unbelievably huge. I mean, I've seen an elk, and I was, like, surprised at how large an elk was. But, uh... Yeah. Yo, did I ever tell you about that time in high school that our entire campus got locked down because a moose had wandered onto (laughs) campus? And it was too dangerous to go between classes. And we just watched a moose, like, walking by our classroom. We're like, yep, there it is. There he goes! (laughs) Fucking New Hampshire. Man. I was gonna say that's the most New Hampshire thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so it took them an, it took them an oh, hour man. to get him down. Um, and when he was down safely, he said, "Quote, God damn, them fuckers is big up close." <laughs> Dude, god damn, if that ain't the truth, <laughs> them is big up close. <laughs> they is big up close. <laughs> Can confirm. Oh. Ooh, okay. All right. <clears throat> I like I liked that one. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it too. Okay, uh so this was a handyman who was repainting an information booth and he heard a man ask for him ask him for directions to a campsite. So he's up on a ladder and he's painting and he hears this guy come up behind him and his hair just stands up on the back of his neck. So he doesn't turn around. He says that there's not any campsites nearby, but there's some at another park about four miles down the road. Uh, And the man behind him thanks him, um, but he doesn't hear him walk away. So he's standing on the ladder and he asks again if he can do anything for him and doesn't get a response. But he knows that this guy didn't walk away because he didn't hear his, you know, didn't hear him walk away. So he kind of turns around awkwardly on the ladder and he swears to God this guy had no face. Ew. He says it was almost concave and totally smooth. Okay. So he turns around and he sees this and he starts to say something. And then he felt he feels a sort of pop in his head. 
And suddenly this guy, this guy's face just goes completely normal. So he's kind of just like, oh, okay, well, that was weird. And he's standing there talking to this guy. And he, this guy asks again about the campsite and asks if um, this handyman can help him get there since he isn't from anywhere around there and he needs help. He's worried he's going to get lost or something, which fair. And this guy starts thinking about how this man got there in the first place because he doesn't see a car anywhere around. And he's just kind of like, where did this guy come from? And he says, oh, well, it looks like you don't have a car and I can't put you in a company vehicle. So he says, I'm going to have to call you a taxi. So he starts to pull out his phone to call this guy a taxi. And the guy just goes, no, and just walks away. Okay. So he walks into the woods, though, not out of the park, (laughs) like you would expect him to. So this guy freaks out. He like gets off his ladder and he gets in his car and he gets the fuck out of there. He's like, okay. Smart man. Like, didn't like that. And as he's driving away, stupidly, he looks in his mirror and he sees this guy standing along the tree line and he's sure now that he has no face. Oh, oh no. And this guy just kind of takes a step back and just sort of like... (laughs) dissolves into the forest apparently oh no (laughs) (sighs) yep oh man (laughs) here's another one (laughs) so this guy is teamed up with another officer um because they had received reports of bears and they're looking for a climber who hadn't come home for a trip when he was supposed to and he had ended up having, or, and they had ended up having to do some, quote, serious climbing to get to where they thought he would be. And they found him trapped in a small crevice with a broken leg. Mm, uh, he had been there for a couple of days. Um, his leg was infected. He was still alive, though. Oh, um, okay. So that's good. He's only, like, a little bit traumatized. Yeah, yeah. But when they, yeah, so when they rescued him, um, he was completely inconsolable. And he claimed that when he had gotten to the top, uh, there was a man who had no climbing equipment. And he had walked up to the guy, and the guy turned around, and he had no face. Oh. And this guy had freaked out when he saw his not face and tried to get away, which was why he had fallen and hurt himself. Oh, fuck. He had been there for two days. Oh, God, I don't like I don't like this one. (laughs) Um, He said he could hear the guy all night climbing up and down the mountain and letting out, quote, muffled screams. What? Moving on. (laughs) Man, at least the guy with no face should have helped the homie out of the hole. Yeah, instead of just screaming. Instead of just screaming. screaming. Or not screaming. I don't, oh my god. I don't like that. Uh, Or trying to prevent other people from screaming, maybe? Yep. Yep. Oof, I might Mm. just skip this next one. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Do you want me to just blast through it? Fucking yeah, just do I don't, it. I don't want to do it. You're here. Woo! You put it in the list. 
I did. I did. I kind of like, I don't know. I had a feeling this was going to end up happening though. I had a feeling I was going to get to a certain point and be like, mm, I'm it's a little much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, this is a story that came from a search and rescue veteran. Um, somebody who is training other people, um, somebody who's like extremely experienced and they're out on a training exercise and they're camping in a tent and he hears somebody kind of walking around outside of their camping area and they're told like not to really go too far. I mean, they should kind of know not to just walk out into the woods. So he, mm -hmm. he gets out of his tent and he goes to the edge of camp and he's calling out to whoever this guy is, but they keep walking farther out into the woods. And so this guy's half asleep and he's following him and he followed him for about a mile and this person stops at the edge of a river and he can just kind of see the outline of a guy because it's, you know, in the middle of the night and he can see that he has a backpack on and this guy turns around to face him and the search and rescue veteran says or asks him if he's okay or if he needs help and the guy just kind of cocks his head like he doesn't understand and so the guy turns on his flashlight and just lights up his chest. You know, he's not going to, like, shine it directly in this guy's face. And can, he can see that this guy is breathing really slow and deep. And so he figures this guy is just sleepwalking. And so he gets closer because he's about to just kind of lead him back to camp. And he kind of realizes that something doesn't seem quite right. Uh, <laughs> it seems like he was pretending to breathe. Oh, his movements were, like, really exaggerated, like his shoulders and his chest, chest movement. And the guy gets kind of scared, and he asks the guy to identify himself. And the person just made a muffled noise, shines the flashlight up, and sees that he doesn't have a face. Interesting. Yep. So he kind of steps back, and he's fumbling a bit, and he freaks out. And apparently the guy moved toward him, but, quote, didn't actually move. Like, he kind of teleported closer to him. Oh. Yeah. So the guy trips, and he falls back on his ass. So he trips, and he falls, and then he sits back up, and he see he's looking at the sky, and he sees a line open up on his throat that stretches back to his ears. And he, quote, smiled at me with a gash in his throat. Ew. <laughs> so he fucking gets up, and he books it back to camp. And... <laughs> He doesn't hear the guy following him, but he kind of feels like he's following him, and he, like, turns back, and he can't see him. So he gets back to camp, and he's sitting, and he's waiting by the fire to see if this guy is going to kind of follow him. Which, I would just, like, go straight back fucking into my tent. Yeah. I would not be out there, but, I mean, I, whatever. I mean, this guy probably is way more gutsy than I am, so. Uh, so this, this guy never comes back through the woods. And eventually he goes back to bed after a few hours, which I would not be able to do. Same. I would be up. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go home now. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Another one. Another, Another one. one. I call this one more weird face men. They're out in the middle of nowhere and they're trying to figure out where to put a trail. And they almost run into this guy, like essentially out of nowhere. Um, and they can see that this guy is older. He's probably like in his sixties and he basically bumps into this guy. So he starts to apologize, but he stops and just kind of like stares at the guy and 
he's like, oh, I probably look like a huge asshole, like, just, like, staring at the guy. But he says that uh, his face was wrong. It was, quote-unquote, huge. What? He didn't have a big head, but the amount of space his face took up was too much. Oh, what? So, he... Yeah. (laughs) I can see you, like, trying to process that. Yeah, you're like, whoa. (laughs) I can just... Okay, what I'm processing is, like, his ears are, like, pushed too far back on his head, and his hairline's, like, all the way up here, and his eyes are, like, huge. Yeah. That that fucking freaks me out way more than anything else. The no face? Nah. Weird face? Yes. (laughs) Hmm. Don't love it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like I the no face kind of freaks me out because I feel like I don't know. What if he what if this guy just looks weird? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got old man face. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's had some work done. Who knows? Some bad work. <laughs> yeah, some very bad work. Anywho, so he just this guy doesn't respond. Um, and so, um, you know, he just kind of apologizes for bumping into him and he's kind of stuttering and he just kind of turns around and walks away. Um, another, okay. So here's another story that tells about a man who goes to every news station, um, that he thinks will listen to tell the story. He was deer hunting and he's camping in like a really remote area and he wakes up because something is kind of scraping up against his tent. And he, like, thinks it's an animal, and all of a sudden the thing presses its face against the door of his tent, and he can make out, like, a human nose and a mouth. So he's, like, kicking at it. Ew. He's like, get the fuck out of here, what are you doing? (laughs) So he's, like, kicking at this, like, thing. I guess human. And by the time he could open up the tent, um, this thing was gone. So he fires, he fires a couple of shots with his gun because, you know, sure, fine. Um, and he hears a branch snap behind him. So he turns around and there's a man standing at the edge of his campsite and he's not wearing any clothes. Um, but he doesn't appear to have flesh. He is, quote, some kind of amalgamation of raw meat and hair. Which reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist for some reason. Uh, I maybe also was thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like when you try to bring someone back from the dead and they just come back as like that weird, like like an arm here and a like a hair head over here and mostly just gross and Yeah, Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um yeah, so This thing had the rough approximation of a human face, and this thing opened its mouth, and from it came the sound of the gun that the guy had just fired. I don't like that. It made that noise twice. The guy had shot his gun twice. And then... Ew. And then it... (laughs) And then it mimicked the sound of the tent zipper before running off into the forest. (laughs) Wow. What an exit. <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> Ugh. He's like, go back to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> just get back in your tent. Just get back in there. 
Um, uh, oh, there was a, there was another story. There's a lot of like weird, like auditory things um, that this person talks about. One of them was um, they were out looking for a missing girl and um, there's two of them and they're out there together looking for her. And at one point they think that they can kind of hear the sound of a kid crying. So they start trying to follow it. And they realize that it's kind of like coming from all different directions. And they're just kind of like, okay, well, like, we don't really know, like, where to go. And eventually they realize that the sound is on a loop. Like, it's the same sound, the same, like, girl crying sound over and over and over again. Okay. Yeah. So don't like that. I don't like that. Oh, okay. This one's, like, a little funny, but also kind of creepy. So they got a report that an older woman had fainted on one of the trails and needed help. Um, so they go up to where she is and they find her husband sitting there, quote, beside himself. So they run up to the guy and the guy tells him that he was slightly off the trail looking at something when his wife just started screaming. And he runs back and she's passed out. So wow. they... Pick her up, they pick her up, and they're carrying her down to the welcome center. And all of a sudden she comes to and she just starts like screaming. And they're trying to calm her down and they're asking her like what happened. And she claims that she had been waiting for her husband when she started hearing a sound that sounded like a cat. But it was weird. Okay. A weird cat. A weird um, cat. And the sound was coming closer. And the closer it got, the more uneasy she felt, which, yes. And finally, she figured out what was so wrong about the sound. And she said, quote, it wasn't a cat. It was a man saying the word meow over and over. Just meow. Meow. Ew. Ew. Oh, God. Which, like, reminds me of Super Troopers, which makes me feel a little oh, better. okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that does make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like that would totally be something I would do if I was a ghost. I feel like I would just walk around and be like, meow. But it's creepier when it's a man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like it's getting closer to you, and it's just some guy going, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I'd pass out too, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I. So the reason why she fainted was because she saw, like, something come out of the trees. Like, she saw a shape, like, coming out of the trees, and so she fainted. Oh. So they... Yeah, so they decide to search the area because they're like, what the heck was this? It's like that, like some idiot out here like meowing at people. I don't know. <laughs> so they start searching and um, they go like pretty far out on the trail, like way farther than this woman had fainted. And on his way back, he kind of um, heads off the trail even more to figure out what direction that the sound may have been coming from. Mm-hmm. And... The sun is starting to set and is on his way back and he starts to hear something out in the distance. So he stop, he stops and he calls out for them to identify themselves. Um, and 
<laughs> I'm just like imagining like just like trying to sound as like threatening as you possibly can to some weird sound in the woods. Identify yourself, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you are. So he hears a sound and the sound doesn't come closer or get louder or anything, but he can hear that it's the sound of a man saying meow in like a weird like monotone. Ew. Yeah. So he goes off the trail at kind of in that direction, um, but the sound doesn't seem to get closer to him. And it seems like this noise is coming from all directions. Again, kind of like similar to um, the other thing they experience with like the girl crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the sound kind of fades out. Um, and eventually he heads back. And um, he just says it could have been, quote, some stupid kid out there fucking with people. I, l- I would like to believe that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really like to. I can't, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. <laughs> but that would be nice. You're just like, nope, I swear to God, it's a teenager, and I didn't pee myself in the woods while I was out there searching, and <laughs> this is a closed case now. Okay, goodbye. Oh, no. Okay. This one is the one that I find the scariest, um, and I don't like it at all. Okay. So, so they're, they're out looking for mountain lions. Um, oh, already terrifying. Yes, um, because I guess they had a lot of reports of like people seeing mountain lions, so they go out and search so that they can close off trails where they know that the mountain lions are and tell people like not to go in that area. So mm-hmm. they're out they're out looking for them and it's in like a super forested area and all of a sudden he hears what sounds like a woman screaming in the distance which is what a mountain lion sounds like like oh. it, it kind of sounds like a woman screaming which okay yeah i don't like that which i don't know if like you've heard a pack of coyotes but a pack of coyotes sounds like a bunch of children screaming uh, no, I've never heard that before, but, um, we have fisher cats in New Hampshire, and it just sounds like, um, like a baby crying in the woods. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrifying. I, I haven't heard that one yet, but I've heard about it. Yes. And I don't like it. It's not fun. So, he radios back to tell everyone that he can hear a mountain lion, and he's gonna go look for its territory, so he follows this sound for a bit, and eventually he's about to head back when he figures out, you know, what he thinks the span of its territory is. And all of a sudden he hears another screaming noise about, like, a couple yards away from him. And so he, like, freaks out and he starts, like, moving faster because he's like, mountain lion, no thank you. And the sound is following him. So this guy's, like, fucking booking it. He's like, no, I'm, like, not doing this. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. Valid. So... He's about a mile from the base when it stops. So, like, I'm imagining he probably ran pretty far. Yeah. Um, And eventually he turns around to see if it had followed him. And it's, like, dark out at this point. And he's looking into the woods. And just before a corner in the path, he can see what looks like a male figure. And so he's he, he yells out to him, being like, hey, man, there's, like, a mountain lion out there. You need to get back. Like, I just saw, like, I just heard a mountain lion, like, get the fuck out. And so he starts to walk out to this guy, and he's about ten yards away from this guy just standing in the woods. And the figure took an impossibly large step toward him and let out the same scream sound. Wow. No. 
<laughs> yeah. The impossibly large step part, I'm a huge not a fan of. That's like the, he like teleported closer again. Like the, the, yeah. the other story. And you just like, holy shit. And this time he's screaming in your face. <laughs> Oh, I hate it so much. Me too. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, fucking turns around. And he, like, runs back to base. Yeah. No, I understand that. He just, like, tells everyone that there was a mountain lion and that they need to close the pass. And, um, yeah. He doesn't, I guess he didn't, like, say anything to anyone. How do you explain that to your coworkers? <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, you can, I guess, like... Again, like, that's another, like, one of those weird things with, like, paranormal stuff is you, like, it's hard to talk about it with people who you know or who you don't know are, like, open to it. Like, if you know for sure that somebody's open to it, like, you're going to talk about it. Yeah. But other than that, you're just like, mm, you're probably going to think I'm, like, losing my mind. <laughs> yes, which is why this guy only told his story to this other guy. Yeah. No, that Correct. makes sense. <laughs> yes. This one I like. This one I like a lot. <laughs> um, this one came from, um, I guess they were on a training trip, and um, they're all, like, drunk. They're all, like, trashed, and they're telling stories to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, a guy tells them that he's out on a search because campers reported screaming noises at night, and so they're out looking for a mountain lion, and they're tracking where they think it is, and they're looking for proof of it being there. And... The guy that he's with walks off of the path to pee and, um, oh wait, no, the guy who's telling the story walks off the path to pee, excuse me. And he starts hearing branches crackling in the opposite direction. Never mind. <laughs> his partner, his partner walks off the path to pee and the guy who's telling the story hears branches crackling in the opposite direction that his partner went. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So he takes his gun out. I don't know why I got so confused there. He takes his gun out and he aims it at the sound and he's like calling for his friend or his partner to come back. He's like, fucking like, get the fuck back here. Like, stop peeing. And he's looking out into the woods and he finally focuses on what it is that's coming towards him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a man backflipping through the woods. What? What? So, like, instead of walking, he's just, like, doing parkour. He's just, like, flying through the trees, Naruto style? Like, I don't get it. So, so he's, like, yelling at the guy to, like, stop. He's, like, oh, my God, like, stop, please stop. So just, like, stop where you are. And this guy's just, like, fucking flipping, or, like, flipping around in the woods. So he's shooting at the ground in front of where this guy is, like, flipping, I guess, or, like, doing, bouncing off the trees and shit. And... He shoots his gun, and the guy, like, turns in the opposite direction and goes backflipping back into the woods. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, like, don't get it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to picture, like, literally backflipping through the woods. Yeah, that's what I don't get. <laughs> Is he on the ground backflipping through the woods? Is he in the trees? back flipping through the woods i'm just imagining him just like like a human like bouncy ball just like bouncing off of like the trees and like the branches and the ground and like <laughs> yeah yeah okay he's just like whoop here i go whoop here i go whoop. and again 
He's having a great time. Leave him alone. Walking is so hard. (laughs) Whoop, I'm going to leave this area now. Goodbye. (laughs) Please don't shoot me. He's like, come on, man. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, his buddy that's off peeing hears his gun and comes back. And the guy tells him that there's, quote, some weirdo out here hopped up on drugs. Okay. I don't know what kind of drug makes you do that shit, but... He's like, it's me. I'm the weirdo. I must be on drugs right now. (laughs) That was not real. Yeah, I think he's projecting. I think he's the one who's on drugs. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, so eventually they get the fuck out of there. They're like, oh my god. Didn't even warn him about the mountain lion. No, they didn't. They were just yelling at him to stop backflipping. At least he wasn't screaming. All right, so now I want to get into the whole reason why I originally wanted to do this story. Unfortunately, it is the smaller section of this whole thing. Oh, that is so sad. But it's really interesting. I don't know. I think, like, the idea of it is just fucking crazy. So, all right, here's an introductory story for you. So they're out on a search for a four-year-old that had gotten separated from his mom. Um, and the dogs are on a strong scent trail and, you know, they're confident that they're going to find him. And there's like clear signs that he's in the area as they're searching. And -hmm. eventually they find him in a berry patch about a half a mile from where he disappeared from. And he just like, he wasn't like aware that he had gone that far. He's just kind of like, oh, like, what's up? So this kid is like not, (laughs) this kid's like not aware that he's gone that far. And so, uh, one of the guys like grabs him and starts to take him back and, as a couple of these search and rescue guys are heading back, one of the guys takes his partner on a detour and shows him one of these hot spots where they tend to find people. And it's a few miles away from where they originally were, so it takes them like an hour or so. And as she's like pointing out all these hot spots, one of the guys sees something in the distance. And they're eight miles from the parking area on state protected land. So there's no development allowed. And like, sometimes you get like homeless people that are out there. So he can see straight edges and like right angles. Yeah. Which is like not natural. Like, I feel like if you're out in the woods and you see something with like right angles, you're going to be like, okay, I know that that's not. Okay. Yeah. I understand. So the guy points this out to the person that uh, he's with and she just like doesn't respond. So he walks over to it to check it out. And within, like, about 20 feet of it, he notices notices that it's a staircase. And suddenly, like, all the hair on the back of his neck stands up. Because he notices that it has beige carpet. It's about, like, 10 steps tall. And it looks like somebody just, like, cut it out of a house. He says it's like a, like a video game glitch, is what he says. What? Yeah. Just, like, a freestanding staircase? Yeah, just, like, a staircase. Like, in the middle okay. of the woods with, like, carpet on it. <laughs> so he's like standing there trying to figure out what he's seeing and um the person he's with is standing there just like completely calmly and silently and so he turns around he's like dude like what what the fuck is this thing doing here and this person who i, I think that okay this person is this guy's trainer and the trainer says okay quote get used to it rookie you're gonna see a lot of them what? <laughs> that is not a normal response to seeing a st- 
staircase in the middle of a park. Like, yeah, I feel like the lack of response and like I don't know is almost worse than like worse than just being like, oh, it's just a staircase. Like, how desensitized do you have to be to like not respond to seeing a carpeted set of stairs in yeah. the woods? Like, what? Yep, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, so weird. So the guy like starts moving closer to the staircase and his trainer grabs his arm and says, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) And she says, you're going to see them all the time, but don't go near them. Don't touch them. Don't go up them. Just ignore them. What happens if you go up them? We're about to find out. (gasps) Yay. (laughs) Foreshadowing. So yeah, this guy like listens to his trainer and he's like, fine, I guess I just won't ask any more questions then. So this is another story uh, from another search and rescue officer who was told the same thing, not to go near them or touch them. They're on a search looking for a little girl and eventually his curiosity got the better of him and he broke away to go check out a set of staircases. That he knew, like that he knew was nearby or that they had just discovered or... No, like, he's out, he's just out searching for this girl, and he, like, sees a set of staircases, and instead of, like, or he sees a staircase, oh, and instead of ignoring it, he just, like, okay, I see. He's like, okay, I guess we'll go check them out. And, um, this is one that, like, this set of staircases looked like they were from a new house. Like, the carpet is, like, completely clean and white, and he, like, gets closer, and he doesn't feel any different. He, like, stands right next to them, so he's like, oh, like, it's fine. And he's kind of noticing that there's no forest debris or anything like that around them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, like, leaves or dirt or anything. Um, there's no, like, signs of animal or insect intivi- uh, activity. So he touches them <laughs> like an idiot. Um, but he doesn't feel anything besides, like, the sticky feeling that you get when, like, carpet is, like, brand new. Oh, okay, yeah. Have you felt that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he checks to see that his radio's on. And then he decides that he's going to climb the stairs. What a ding dong. And so, (laughs) yeah. So he's like, he's like scared um, because, you know, everyone's been telling him like these things are awful and not to talk about them and not to do all these things. And he's like expecting to be teleported to another dimension or something or like get abducted by a UFO. Mm -hmm. And so he gets to the top and he's standing there for a bit and he starts to feel like, increasingly uneasy. And he describes it as the feeling of being in a government building that you're not supposed to be in, which I don't think I've ever experienced I've before. never but. experienced that feeling before. But Humble yeah. Brick. So, yeah. So, <laughs> he, he, like, he describes it as, like, the feeling like somebody is going to come up and handcuff you or, like, shoot you at any second. So the feeling got, like, way stronger as he's, you know, standing there on top of the staircase, and eventually he loses his hearing. Uh, So he just, like, climbs back down. He's like, well, that was weird. And he rejoins his team, and he doesn't mention it. And then afterwards, um, they're back at the base, they're back at the welcome center, and his trainer, like, comes up to him and corners him, and she's, like, pissed. And he says, you went up them, didn't you? And the guy's like, how did you know? And he says that they didn't find the girl they were looking for. The dog's just, like, immediately lost her scent. And he's like, what does that have to do with it? And the trainer is like, how long were you on the stairs? And the guy's like, oh, like, no more than a minute. 
And the trainer got like wicked fucking pissed and says that if he ever goes up the stairs ever again, he would be immediately fired and just like what? walks away. And they, yeah, and they like don't talk With about it. With no explanation? Again. Yep. <clears throat> what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? Here's another one. After I have water. So this is um, a guy with Down syndrome in his 20s. A family or his family lost sight of him on a major path, even though he apparently never left his mother's side. Um, so his mom is convinced that he's been kidnapped mm-hmm. and they can't get really like any more details out of her. So they had the local police come in and like kind of help them because, you know, they can't really figure out what's going on and they don't find him on the first night. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, but anyway, so they find him in a canyon using helicopters eventually, um, or I guess the next day, and he's still alive, but they're pretty sure he's not going to make it. Um, apparently, he'd fallen and broken his spine and both of his legs, and he couldn't feel oh. his lower half. Oh, no, dude. So this story came from somebody who rode in the helicopter with him. And had asked why he had wandered off. And this um, this guy's response was, the little sad boy had wanted him to come play. The little boy had wanted him to trade so that he could, quote, go home. Okay. So this little boy had, like, come up to, sp- or had come up to him. And he said he, like, blinked. He closed his eyes. And then he woke up in the canyon. And uh, they never really found out what happened. But the guy died in the helicopter, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I guess one of the... I guess there was a sheriff who was friends with... Or who knew the coroner who had done the autopsy. And um, had gotten some more, like, information out of him. And he had been watching his dad build a fire when a set of stairs, quote, came up to him. And he had the feeling that he had to go up them or, quote, something bad would happen. He said that the stairs were talking to him and making sounds, quote unquote sounds. So I don't like that. Yep. <sighs> so this one, they're looking for um, for an 11 year old that went missing near a river. Um, the dogs led them away from the river into like a really densely forested area. And the way that the scents are being picked up, like didn't make sense. Like, so if you like imagine the area that they're searching like a grid and it's like a checkerboard, the dogs were only picking up scents in every, like, black square, but never in, like, the red or white squares. Oh. Weird. Yeah, they're kind of like, what the fuck? So, as they're searching, this guy notices a set of stairs. Um, and this is a former trainer, now EMT, um, and I guess he specializes in finding kids. So he's out there and he sees these stairs and he's like, we need to go check near it. But like the person that he's with is like, hell no, like I'm not doing that. Um, but it's a, it's a small set of stairs and he's like, eh, you know, it's fine, whatever. So he goes to check around them and eventually he sees that there's something lying on the bottom step. It was curled up and holding its stomach. There was blood coming from his mouth and you could tell that he was dead. So they told the family and they were super confused because he wasn't gone for that long. Uh, There was no official cause of death, um, but they figured that he had just eaten something poisonous, which was the reason why he was holding his stomach. But um, the coroner had no idea what happened. 
the kids' organs were, quote, like Swiss cheese. <gasps> what? Like, there were holes punched in his, like, organs. Um, and he didn't have a scratch on him otherwise. Like, there was no entry or exit wounds or anything. Like, he couldn't have, like, gotten shot. And he determined that he died of massive internal bleeding. Holy shit. So, yeah. Found him on the stairs. Oh. So this is a story that, uh, this is a story that a senior ranger told our, uh, narrator here. And at one point he mentions how a guy climbed to the top of the stairs and he reached out to touch a tree branch and his hand was just like suddenly severed at the wrist, like completely clean cut. It, like, just happened in a blink of an eye. And they never found his hand. What? Yeah. Um, and the guy died. Apparently. He died? He bled out. How did he... <laughs> I have so yeah. many questions. Me too. So, the story that the senior ranger is telling him, um, he wasn't sure how all of this didn't end up in the news. Um, but I guess they sold a portion of land to a logging company and they got a call from this logging company as they're starting to clear trees. And when they get there, there's a bunch of workers all crowded around one of the trees that they had just cut down. And the foreman starts yelling at the national parks guys about pulling some kind of sick joke on them. Um, but nobody knows what he's talking about. He, like, he's just, he's just like, why would you, like, play a joke on us? Like, we just bought this land from you. Like, I don't know. So the foreman brings them over to this tree that they had just cut down and shows them the inside of the tree where it's, like, kind of rotten and hollow in one spot. And inside it is a hand. Wow. And it's fresh, and it has not decayed at all. Ew! 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 Ugh. It had actually fused with the inside of the tree. <laughs> Ugh. I hate that. I hate that visual. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Same. So the logging guys Ew. and the search and rescue guys are like standing there like yelling at each other. They're all like, why would you play this prank on us? Like, why would you play this prank on us? And the loggers are like, we already called the police on you. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason you should have called the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the uh, the cops come out and they have them cut out that section of the tree and they just like take it away and they close off that area. And apparently there was a huge investigation, but there were no answers. So. Wow. They just like didn't know whose hand it was. I guess not. Didn't know how it got in the tree. Which like. Oh, <sighs> man. That is very weird. But uh. Could have been the guy's hand. Where'd the hand go? It could have been that guy's hand. Wow. When just his hand goes through, like, the time slip. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So now, uh, apparently, that's a legend, and they don't sell property for logging anymore. That's funny. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) For no other reason, we're just going to not sell property for logging anymore. It's not related. Yep, besides the fact... (laughs) Besides the, the fact that we found a freaking hand in a tree. So yeah, that was uh, my last story for you. But the person who wrote this says that every fifth or so call he goes on, he runs into a set of stairs. So one out of five calls he goes on, he just sees a set of stairs. And sometimes they're close to the path, uh, like about two to three miles away from the path. Um, 
and sometimes they're 20 to 30 miles like out in the middle of nowhere and they find them while they're out during searches for these people who go missing and they're usually in good condition like that one that the carpet was like still had like that gross sticky feeling pristine. from pristine yeah yeah literally pristine yeah um and they're all different kinds and they're all different sizes um, and he says that the biggest one he ever saw looked like it came out of a, quote, turn-of-the-century mansion. Ugh. And it was about 10 feet wide. Ugh. I'm imagining, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining, like, the Newport mansions, like, like a huge, like, crazy mansion, like, staircase. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I guess at one point, one of his coworkers um, asked him if he had seen the ones that are upside down. Upside down staircase. <laughs> He says that it's like if you had a dollhouse, but the stairs were a separate piece and you took. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you like take that piece and you flip it upside down so that like the top step is on the ground. Yeah. And you just take that and put it in the woods. Jesus Christ. Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> okay. Is that the only information that you found about stairs or are there like independent stories and stuff out there? There, okay, so there were a few stories that were on the actual thread on Reddit. Um, I didn't really take any of those just because it was going to be too much. But that's pretty much the only place that I could find them. But I kind of get into that a little bit more later. We can, like, talk about um, some of the other stuff that I found on it. Because I did kind of search for it. Um, okay. But there's not much of it. There's no not much about it, like, past Reddit. But yeah, so he says that bad things happen when people go near them. Um, kids go missing as they're on the trail, like as they're, you know, tracking the, the scent with the dogs. Someone will die in a really unexplainable or really strange way. Um, he brings up how you can't find the same one twice. Like you can go out searching for them and you can mark where, you know, where they were. But if you go back out there, they're not going to be there anymore. Wow. Yeah. I specifically don't like that either. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Uh, he also says that they used to warn people, but the Forest Service was tired of having a large turnover rate. Uh, so they started having them sign agreements saying that they wouldn't go to the media if they saw anything strange. Wow, okay. They're like, we know there's some shit here, but uh, don't, please don't tell on us. <laughs> yep, which is like, I don't know, could be... Part of the reason why a lot of those missing person cases aren't, you know, solved. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't post on your website that you were on the trail and then one of the rookies wandered off and climbed a staircase that they found in the woods and yeah. all of a sudden yeah. that kid disappeared. <laughs> That's very hard to explain to a parent. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So... I guess, so, well, he says that the agreements that they signed weren't really necessary because people didn't really want to talk about it anyway and actually refused to in some cases. That checks out. Yep. And every time he asks, you know, somebody about it, he gets a similar response and he just gives the same response to people he trains because he doesn't have any answers and he doesn't know who does. So Yeah, he's like, well, what's the point? If it happened, if it comes up, then uh, we'll deal with it. <laughs> yep. Um. So he, but yeah. So he says that like talking about it and remembering remembering all these things that he's experienced makes it harder for him to do his job. And like, 
I don't, I, I think he said, I think he said this in, um, in this post, but like, imagine working in a hospital and like constantly thinking about how many like people have died there. Yeah. There's no point. Like, you're just going to scare, like scare yourself out of it. It's like a distraction. So, and through this whole thing, like, since it's a seven part post, you know, people are commenting on it and he does address, you know, a lot of the questions that people are asking and yeah. people are like, why didn't you take any pictures? And he's like, well, it didn't really occur to me to try again after, like, the first time that I saw them. And he doesn't really feel like risking his job over it. Oh. So. Okay. Ugh. So eventually he says he will try again in the future, but no promises. He's like, I'll think about it, but uh, probably not, to be honest, because. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. <clears throat> That's pretty much it. Eventually, he says that that's his last post and that's his final update. Um, he apparently had been told to stop talking about it because his post got so much attention. Wow. Someone talked to him about it. Yeah. Someone. 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 Um, oh, so this is like, this is kind of the way that he ends this whole thing. And I don't know. I kind of I liked it. It was interesting. So he says, quote, what I want people to take away from all of this is that it is so damn important to be safe when you're out there. I know a lot of you think you're invincible, but the fact that you can die out there or be hurt or go missing, it's easier than you'd ever imagine. If you go out into the woods, I encourage you to be safe. Bring food, water, survival equipment. Let people know where you're going and when you'll be back. Don't go on uncharted paths unless you know exactly what you're doing. And above all, don't touch them. Don't look at them. Don't go up them. Wow. I will be following that advice. <laughs> like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Weird. I wonder, is it specifically in the national parks? Or is that just specifically because that's where he works? Like, I wonder if you can find a staircase in the middle of the mountains of New Hampshire. But, like... I don't know. Maybe. Um, just hanging out. I mean, he talks about how, like, national parks are some of the largest expanses of, like, just super deep, like, woodlands. I mean, like, hundreds of miles of just, like, wilderness. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would be the one place that it would be most likely for that stuff to happen, just because there's, like, so much just, like, woods and rivers and mountains and mountain lions. Mountain lions. <laughs> All right, so now we can talk about how real all of this is. Okay, okay, um, okay. So one option is that the stairs are just old remaining ones from houses that were once there a really long time ago. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, he brings up homeless camps, but other than that, like, why would you build a house in the middle of a national park? Where did you get the lumber for that? Yeah. <laughs> or the concrete. He says that some of them are, like, concrete. Oh. Um, Okay. <laughs> So, like, are people just, like, going out into the woods and, like, building stairs? Just stairs, though. Nothing else. Just stairs. Freestanding stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be people, I mean, I guess. It could. Or it could just be, like, magic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. just, um, There is one person who says that this is real. They are a psychic. This was a question posted on a blog on August 29th, 2015, so four days after the original story was, was posted. The website is psychicfocus.blogspot.com, 
And this person's name is Psychic Focus Lynn. She is a certified life and wellness coach, a Reiki master, an intuitive, and a medium. And her page has almost 6.5 million views. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) And somebody asked her, below is a Reddit post that feels legitimate to me. Can you tell if this is true? And if so, how is it possible? And here's her answer. I feel like I need to read it in like a very relaxed tone. As I tune into this, I envision walking through the forest. I see the stairs in the distance. I feel drawn to them. My rational mind is saying to stay away, but something inside me takes over and leads me to them. As I approach, the hairs on my arm stand up, but not from fear. There is some kind of energy shift, and I want to use the word magnetic, and I am physically reacting to it. My ears are ringing, and I have to squint my eyes because everything feels so bright. I walk up the steps and just stand there for a moment, trying to take it in and make sense of what feels so illogical. I then refocus myself and sit on the forest floor outside of this energy bubble. I get this location is a source of many alien abductions. ETs use these stairs as a gateway between layers of earth, like a portal. It looks like humans are taken, experiments are done, and then the human is returned to the forest using the stairs as a point of exit and entry. I see the search and rescue finding people that are highly confused due to the memory wipe that occurs during this process. Okay. (laughs) And uh, she goes on to describe these aliens as essentially looking like Slender Man, so we won't get into that. I mean, no face? (laughs) (sighs) So yeah. Um, so she, she says that, I mean, that's what's going on. So that's another option. I'm not sure if I'm feeling aliens on this, but, uh, all right. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been on, I haven't been on the stairs. I don't know. I have not witnessed the stairs yet ever. All right. So the big one is that this is all made up. It's on Reddit. It's on r slash no sleep. At the end of the post, um, there's kind of an edit section, and the narrator says that they're working on writing a book. The book did come out. Um, it's Search and Rescue Woods by Carrie Hammond. She, her. So. Okay. Uh, the story follows the experiences of its narrator, an unnamed SAR officer working in a national forest, as he recalls stories of supernatural happenings, strange disappearances, and mysterious staircases in the middle of the woods. A television adaptation of the series aired as part of Channel Zero in early 2018 under the title Butcher's Block. What? So this made it to a book, and it made it into part of a show. So according to Reddit, the stories are fake. Um, but sometimes you will see like man-made structures out in the middle of the woods. And like sometimes it's just a chimney stack and other times it's a staircase that would have a house connected to it or abandoned vehicles. Which we found abandoned vehicles, but they haven't been in like pristine condition. No, nothing like that. Definitely nothing with carpet on it. Yeah. Like. Um... And it all came crashing down. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. They could be real, though. I mean, there's nobody who's, like, gone out and disproven any of this. Like, according to Reddit, the stories are fake. You know, whatever. You know what? (laughs) 
I feel like there's a lot of fake stuff on Reddit, but you know what? This one I believe. Because I feel like I've seen a lot of weird shit out in the woods. And, uh... I would absolutely believe that that just, like, somewhere in the vast expanse of our national parks, there's just fucking, like, at the very least, like, stone staircases and oh yeah, archways probably are out there and, like, things made out of, like, brick. I'm, I can't, I, I can't see the carpet. I don't get it, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, cop- the carpet part is a little weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's it. Thank you. You're welcome. I know that was a lot. <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> but uh, I really fucking like that story. And I'm honestly probably going to fucking buy the book and I'm probably going to watch the series. I didn't get a chance to do it because the fact that I had to do these notes twice was already worse. Yeah, enough. I get it. I get so, it. Or bad enough. <laughs> oh, that is so sad. <sighs> yep. Anywho... Let me open my notebook. Let me go back to this tab on my computer. Whoa. Okay. So. Today's medication is brought to you by gender inequality. Oh, okay. Which is always good, I feel like. Um, So this started out when I... uh, I was just kind of like going through and just looking at weird facts. And I saw something that was like, oh, there's this study that shows that um, the psychoactive effects of THC um, affects people of different sexes differently. So it affects men and women differently. That makes sense. So I looked into that and it turns out there's... Um, all of the testing that has been done for, like, THC tolerance and, like, how it affects the body and all of that stuff has been almost do- exclusively been done on men. And of course. Of course. <laughs> of yeah. course, right? So <laughs> this, uh, this woman, Rebecca Kraft, she is a professor of psychology at Washington State University, she was like, um, I'm not into that. So she started to look at the, uh, the psychoactive, psychoactive, psychoactive effects. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so she looked at that and she started, obviously, you start testing in like, um, rats and stuff. And because we all know gender is fake anyways, it's actually not what has to do with the sex that um, makes the chemicals react differently with your brain, but it's actually the levels of estrogen in your body. Oh, that um, makes sense too. So because people with higher estrogen, however this, the THC interacts with it, um, it makes people 30% more sensitive to um, THC and specifically the pain-relieving components and women or people with high levels of estrogen tend to develop a tolerance more quickly and have a higher tolerance. Wow. All right. Yeah. And then, like, she goes on to, like, say, like, it interacts with, like, obviously, like, um, your body cycle if you're someone who menstruates. 
um, and like the spike of the sensitivity um, <laughs> like throughout the month. So you can get high on different amounts throughout the month, basically. Oh. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's like a very good um, way to like see that maybe women or people with higher estrogen levels get uh, more pain relief from marijuana and why probably you and I specifically, I use it for pain a lot and I'm sure oh, yeah. that maybe has something to do with it. Oh yeah. I mean, it like it did way more for me for like my back pain from when I was a housekeeper than like literally anything else did. Like, I don't know. That's interesting though. Yeah, um, but that was basically the only study that I could even find that tested THC levels on women specifically. So, um. wow, somebody <laughs> needs to get on that. Somebody needs to go do more testing on that stuff. That's like really wow. Yeah. Jesus. So, I don't know. Maybe someone else has some links out there. But yeah, so that was it. Continue to smoke weed because it will help you feel better. Yeah, it does. Thank you. You're welcome. I will. <laughs> <laughs> now you have been medicated. Yay! <laughs> I feel enlightened. Good, good. <laughs> Woo! Yes, that's fine. All right. All right. Wow. Should we give give an update? Yes. So, uh... The next episode, Sam is going to tell me a story, and you won't have to hear my voice, and I won't have to hear my voice when I edit, and it'll be great. You'll just get to hear my voice, which is almost worse. <laughs> much better. Much better for me, personally, but... <laughs> oh, well, that's fair. Um, Yeah, so we'll be recording that episode later this week. Hell yeah. Hopefully with some better sound equipment. Yeah, hopefully... Uh, and not $10 headphones from Big Lots. Yeah, and hopefully the, Sorry, the internet know. will be fine. <laughs> yeah, that too. Ugh. That would be ideal, actually, yes. I think. <laughs> My anxiety was like all-time high. I was just like, please just let me get through this. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm trying to smoke weed about it. Oh. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's the one thing weed can't fix. Your internet connection. God damn it. Just when we thought it could be used for anything. No. Well. <laughs> damn it. I've been failed. That's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, um, we'll probably end up recording like a, a mini, mini, mini episode. Mini, smaller, shorter, shorter episode than this one. Um, and we'll talk about our personal experiences and we'll talk to one of my friends about some weird shit that's happening to her. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if anybody has any weird experiences that they've had, um, any suggestions for stuff they want us to talk about, please email them to us. Yeah, we would love to hear them. I love hearing personal stories because, like, they always, like, get me good. I feel like... <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, someone real said this. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like a lot of times when I when I bring it up to people, they'll be like, "Oh, well, let me tell you about this thing that like was really weird that happened to me." And it'll be somebody that I trust, you know, like somebody that I know wouldn't just 
randomly come out like made up make up a story and start talking to me about it you know yeah it's like more personal that way yeah agreed so yeah so yeah um and then i think we also want to give uh a special thanks to anybody who has already subscribed to our patreon even though we haven't released an episode yet i don't know why you did that but thank you um we definitely didn't deserve it (laughs) yeah thank you guys so much and uh thanks to dom d'alfonso for our logo and for changing it when we decided to change our name (laughs) (laughs) like two months after we got the logo done thank you dom yeah we just had to think on it for a little bit i guess yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we'd like to thank chris elmquist is that how you pronounce that Yes. For our beginning and end theme music. And, uh, of course, all of our wonderful friends and family who have cheered us on and have already started to support us through this. We love you guys a lot. Yeah. Thank you for believing in us, because I definitely didn't. But here we are. We finally did it. And I'm really proud of us. So, uh, yeah. It's been a long time coming. All right, Sam, can you can you tell these good people where they can locate our 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 stuff on the oh, interwebs? Yes. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash your brain on weird. Um you can find us on Twitter at weird underscore pod, Instagram at YBOW Podcast. You could also like us on Facebook, your brain on weird. We are under the podcast section. You can also email yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. And please send us your stories. Um, tell us what you liked about our show. Uh, leave us a review. And uh, please don't be mean to us. We are positive vibes only. And we will cry if you are mean. and yeah so uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh you have anything else to say uh i guess i just hope that everyone is healthy and doing fine mentally because everything is weird right now and it's hard yeah hang in there guys it's all gonna be okay just listen to our podcast it'll make the time fly by (laughs) yes approximately an hour will fly by (laughs) perfect perfect (laughs) all right well uh thanks for listening and this has been your brain on weird